On this episode of Biblio Burrito, we chat with Scott Parham, Deputy Director for the Clayton County Library System, about his experiences as a Black male librarian. First question, uh, tell us a little bit about you and your work history in the library field. Uh, let's see. Um, name's Scott Parham. My title is Deputy Director for the Clayton County Library System. Um, prior or just prior to coming to Clayton County, uh, I was in Ohio. I was in Middletown, Ohio, and I was the manager for the central library for the midpoint library system um i did that for about a year um and shortly before then i was in north carolina i was in raleigh and i worked as the dean of the library for saint augustine university in raleigh there small hbcu and before that i was with fulton county afpl when it was afpl um was there for about seven, eight years as a branch manager, um, worked at the Stuart Lakewood branch, and then transferred to the South Fulton branch. Um, and just prior to that, I worked for a company called Solonet, which was the Southeastern Library Network. Uh, it was nonprofit or still is a nonprofit, but it's undergone a, a name change and it's now Lyricis. Um, and so that's pretty much in a nutshell. Cool. Sounds like you've been dipping and dabbing all over the library world for a while. <laughs> I, I did. Um, Solonet was my first professional librarian job out of grad school. And um, it was, it was very, um, it was a very good experience because when we were in library school, a lot of my classmates, uh, shortly before graduation, they were like, well, are you going to work in an academic setting or public setting or special library? And at that time, I had no clue. I was just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I had experience kind of working in an academic setting, but not as a librarian. So I was familiar with that. Um, but I wanted kind of a, a new challenge or something else. Mm. And working for Solonet, it was a membership organization. And we had library members of all types. And so having the opportunity to visit, to interact with librarians from the different um, specialty areas, I guess you'll say, it gave me a very broad um, experience and knowledge base to, to kind of choose from. And um, it, was, it was a very good start for my professional career. Cool. Where did you go to library school? Clark, Atlanta. Um, yeah, I think by the time I had found out that library school was even a thing, they had just like ended their library school program. Yeah. Um, which they, I know they have like an iteration of it, but it's rolled into like their English major kind of a program, but it's not, it's not the same as a full MLS. Yeah. And I, I still haven't been able to get fine details on exactly, um, why the program um, shut down. Um, from my understanding, it wasn't about um, budget or finances. Um, my class, which was 01, 
Um, we had myself and three other graduates were um, Gates, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation interns. Wow. And from my understanding, the Gates Foundation uh, provided Clark Atlanta money for several multiple years after we finished. And mm. I think they were still under that agreement uh, or close to it um, before the program closed. So I, I really don't know what was behind it, but mm. yeah. And, and it's kind of sad because it was the really only accredited program um, in the state. Um, and you had a large majority of African-Americans to come through that program mm-hmm. and had a long, rich history of, of producing black professional librarians um, for a long time. So, mm-hmm. but we move on. Indeed. Indeed. Yep. Um, so out of all the things you could have done career wise, how did you find yourself um, being a professional librarian? You know, that's a question I've I've gotten a lot over the years. And when I look at it and kind of step back, um, I really kind of backed into it. Hmm. Um, But I had the influence of a librarian my entire life. My aunt was a librarian. My mom's sister, she was a librarian. Mm -hmm. And you know, she was, you know, there from day one, um, always knew she worked in a library, was very knowledgeable. Um, you know, she had a great sense of humor. Um, and then my stepmother, um, my dad remarried and my stepmother was also a librarian. Um, and so I had these influences in my face and it was just like, eh, eh. So um, I graduated undergrad, um, Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio, with the Bachelor of Science degree in biology. Mm -hmm. I had thoughts, plans, dreams of uh, being in the medical field or medical profession. Um, Things didn't happen that way. Um, I graduated from there. I moved to Atlanta and I needed a job. (laughs) And my aunt was a reference librarian at the Woodruff Library, the Atlanta University Center. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, if you just need a job, I can get you a job working in the library. I was like, cool. I just, I just need something. Right. Uh, yeah. So I worked in the circulation department um, for a couple of years. And that was right at the time the library was becoming automated. Mm. So we were having to put barcodes on all of the material and the way that we were doing it, in addition to folks in the stacks during the day, um, I worked four to midnight. So when students would come to check items out, mm-hmm. we would have to put a barcode on it and, you know, put in just a very short bib record for it and out the door they went. That was yeah, that almost broke me. <laughs> if you can imagine, um, 11.30 at night and a line of students wrapped around the desk trying to check books out and you're just having to put a sticker on, a barcode sticker on. Oh, gosh. On the fly, put a little bib record in. And right. Yeah, it was, it was, it was something else. <laughs> 
but I did that for a couple of years and I got bored with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, not being challenged. I'm just kind of here. And um, I left. Um, I taught school for a number of years, mm-hmm. middle school science, uh, started a, an alternative program with a co-teacher of mine at a South Fulton middle school. Um, ended up my last teaching experience. I taught um, middle school science at an alternative school in Birmingham, Alabama, and um, decided, okay, I fought the good fight, did, you know, gave back. And so I came back to Atlanta and didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, let me go back to the library. It's kind of a transition thing. Um, it's stable. I know what to expect. I know the folks. So I reapplied. I was rehired. Um, this time I was working in a different department. Mm-hmm. And at break, I would take a, you know, a dinner break and look in the break room and they had job postings on the wall. And I'm reading some of these jobs and I'm like, that's decent salary for what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. making kind of crumbs. <laughs> it's not hard. I can do that. And so at that time, it was like, eh, do I go to library school? Don't I? How can I apply a biology degree to being a librarian? So I talked to some folks and they encouraged me and they were like, man, go to library school, go to library school. You're already working here. You've been in the library field for a while. Just, just do it. And um, I looked into it. Clark Atlanta was right there in the same consortia whatnot. And so um, things kind of fell into place and um, been rocking it ever since. Nice. Um, How many years altogether would you say from, I guess those early days um, first starting um, at Woodruff and then up to now, have you been in the field? That was, gosh, 91. It was October of 91 when I first started at Woodruff. Okay. Um, And and again, not consecutively, but, Mm. you know, close to 30 years. Nice. Yeah. Um, So, Statistics have shown us that the library field is largely Caucasian. It's largely Caucasian women. Um, And it's very rare that you find um, Black men a part of the field, especially in positions of power. Um, Do you think stigma plays a role in the reason why there are so few um, men in general in the field, but also men of color? I think there might be a little bit of stigma associated with it. I really think it's um, exposure to the profession and how using whatever background you may have, it could be applicable to the library field. That was one of the hardest, I guess, hurdles for me to, to really understand and comprehend until speaking with librarians. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because what I was doing in the library, you know, was, was one thing and I had kind of blinders on. And then when exposed to, well, if you have a background in chemistry, a lot of academic libraries need specialists in chemistry 
to select the materials um, to help the teachers essentially teach the material to their students. Mm-hmm. And I was like, light bulbs makes sense. Like, man, absolutely. I can do this. Anybody can do this really. Um, and so I think for young folks who are kind of struggling, you know, even after finishing undergrad and they're still without a direction, this is a very viable profession. Um, it, it's at times very challenging. Um, you, you deal with a myriad of personalities, um, being in a public library, I'll just say you're, you're dealing with the public day in and day out. You deal with city or county government, mm-hmm. um, academic setting, again, dealing with the university politics, provost, uh, the faculty. If it's a tenured position, it, it carries a lot. And so um, it, it's no kind of cush job. You know, right. there, there are some challenges, but it's one that you also can reap a lot of benefit and reward from mm-hmm. um other than the lack of exposure what mm-hmm. are if any other reasons that men don't necessarily gravitate towards librarianship i think i'll say lack of opportunity also um exposure and then um having the um support system, I guess I'll say, to help guide, nurture, um, kind of direct. Um, and when, when I looked over the questions and I thought about it, uh, when I used to travel a lot to state library conferences with Solonet back in the day, um, very few black males. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, most of the time I would be the only one. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking around and, hmm, okay, all right. And and I would kind of subconsciously or, you know, just in my mind, I would count. You know, it's like, okay, there's there's one, there's two. Oh, <laughs> we got five. All right. <laughs> right. Um, but then as I got more into um, leadership role and thinking across, you know, the country, we've got some pretty dynamic um, black men who are in leadership roles. Um, and I don't want to quote names because I don't have them, but I know in Las Vegas, brother there, um, brother in Cleveland, I, mm-hmm. I met and actually interviewed several years ago uh, for position there. It's a brother in Florida. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where Broward County or whatnot. Mm-hmm. One of my classmates is down in Houston, Houston area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've, we've got, um, a few, but it's that next level, mm-hmm. I guess, so, you know, that, um, what is it? Um, secession plan, not secession, but, you know, bringing up when, when that director leaves, then who is that next? Or what is that? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so I think that's the crucial area where we really need to mm-hmm. have one, a, a larger pool to select from. So we need to grow. We need to push. We need to support. Um, and, and we need to just make sure that they have the tools that are necessary that if the time and opportunity comes, we're ready. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I think at last count, I want to say they did a survey, maybe 2000, the early 2010s. Um, but at last count, there were approximately 600 certified Black male librarians in the whole United States. Wow. 600. Out of, out of how many do we have? Out of how many? <sighs> It was um, out of males, I want to say around like 30,000, 40,000. And again, this was early like 2010s. So I I mean, I would venture to say that it's slightly increased only a little bit. Um, When we look at um, African-American representation in the field as a whole, um, it's still hovering around... um, eight and a half, maybe 11% at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's from a 20, 2020 kind of survey. But the overall percentage, again, 86% Caucasian. And that number has not changed since 1996. Yeah. Yeah. We got to, yeah, we got to step our game up. Step it up. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned exposure and opportunity um, and resources. Um, but is there anything ideally that people or men that are already in the field um, can do to encourage more men to explore a career in librarianship? Uh, I'm sure there is. Um, trying to think just personally what I go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I just, I mean, because I asked, I asked that question, and a lot of people kind of assume that, you know, library libraries need men for like, you know, security purposes or like lifting the heavy things, <laughs> um, and stuff like that. And I don't, and it's just like, no, like, um, m- you know, my at the time when I found out about library school, it was my branch manager that told mm-hmm. me about it. Um, and he was not security. He was like, nope, that's what the police are for. Not doing it. Um, there were a couple other people that were in administrative positions. So they handled logistics, project management, the way that you do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and not necessarily, I don't want to say grunt work, but like the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so getting around that that notion of, well, if you go to library school as a man, this is what you're expected to do. And that's not, right. that's not the case. Correct. Correct. Um, I think I've, I've gone, I've got three, three sons and my youngest one had career day at his school a few years ago. And I went and talked to the class because you have the typical or the, the customary, you know, lawyer attorneys, the doctors, the law enforcement, Mm-hmm. Uh, which of course is absolutely great. You know, kids love hearing that, but I came and they were just like a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I kind of, you know, I don't want to say embellished, but I jazzed it up and, mm-hmm. and made it interesting to them. And they were just like, Oh man, I, I think there needs to be more, more of that going on also mm-hmm. talking to, or having programs in high schools. You know, we got a lot of kids who in high schools and, and I don't I'm so far removed from it now. You know, my two older boys are well out of school and uh, 
I've got one in middle school, soon to be in high school. But I think there really needs to be some type of exposure at that level. You know, we, we talk about um, that lack of skilled tradesmen, you know, the plumbers, electricians, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. I think it's also a good opportunity to um, introduce librarianship as an option, mm-hmm. you know, and expose them. You know, yeah, I do this. I do that. I do this. I, you know, it, it's a whole myriad of things. You know, I, I try to lead by example. And I usually don't ask someone to do something that I'm not willing to do myself, which is sometimes you'll see me do, you know, the grunt work, lifting boxes and and moving things, doing some physical stuff, Mm -hmm. but um, it has to get done somehow. Yeah. And, and if I have to wait for another County department for a week, two weeks, a month for something I can do for myself to help move things along, you know, absolutely. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, part of navigating some of those uh, intricacies of the environment we're in. But I do think at an early age, middle school, definitely college, there needs to be some introduction or exposure. When you talk to kids, especially in college, they're like, why? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, well, when you graduate, whatever degree you have and you're struggling and you can't find a job in that field, you know, not a bad idea. Right. The library is there. Library is there. And you can still work or still have some um, exposure to your interests Mm -hmm. and and what you went to school for. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it sounds like um, mentorship might Mm -hmm. be an avenue for that. Um, Mm -hmm. So do you have or have you ever had a mentor? I have one who was not a professional mentor. Actually, I've had a couple, I'll say. Um, My father's college roommate, uh, I called him my uncle, but there was no family relation. But he Mm -hmm. he's always he's always been there and always was there. And so um, Uncle Mel, when, you know, things would go wrong. I'd give him a call. He was a great listener um, and very practical. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he didn't sugarcoat a lot. He was very humorous, had this loud booming laugh and it, it was always very um, refreshing to talk to him and, and hear from him, but he laid it out as it is. Mm-hmm. And it, it gave you a perspective that, okay, either I'm thinking too deeply on a matter and it's really not that deep, just, handle it or giving me insight as to what landmines may be out there that I wasn't aware of, you know, it's like, be careful, take this into consideration. Um, So I'll say he was definitely um, a a personal mentor, someone that I I really cherished and and looked up to professionally. I'll have to say um, one of my professors in grad school, Dr. Lorene Brown, she was a uh, very dear and um, also just very supportive, loved you like, you know, you were one of her own. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt absolutely was always there. Um, and I'll say my stepmother as well. You know, mm-hmm. she's still very 
much involved in the, in the profession. Um, she's an executive director for library. And so we often talk and bounce things off of one another. Um, so uh, I'll say those have been my mentors are those people who have really helped guide me um, as an adult and as a professional. Cool. What's a moment that kind of sticks out the most for you um, as a librarian? This is going to go, it's a little humorous and it's going to go back to that, uh, that stigma. Mm-hmm. So, um, ALA or the American Library Association annual conference conference, which is usually in the summertime yep. in July. Uh, it was in Chicago this year and I can't remember the exact year, but, um, was there, it was hot. Uh, my college roommate is from Chicago. So of course, after the sessions called him up and I think it was also during the taste of Chicago, I think at Grant park. And so there are a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of librarians, you know, when you go to a library conference, everybody's got their badge on, oh, that's a librarian there. Yep. Right. There. So I kind of stripped myself of all identifiers and he and I were just walking through the park, getting caught up, eating, And we're walking along and this young lady um, kind of walked up beside us and, you know, was making eye contact as we were walking. And I was like, is she trying to push up? Yeah. (laughs) So stopped and made introductions, you know, hey, how you doing? My name is blah, blah, blah. And so we exchanged niceties and she said, so, you know, are you from here? And I said, no, I'm here attending a conference. And she said, oh, what do you do? And I said, I'm a librarian. And she just stopped and looked at me and said, look, you don't have to lie to kick it. And I was like, <laughs> for real? I'm a, I, and my roommate, he was dying laughing. <laughs> he was just cracking up. And she said, for real? And she pulled her work badge out. I work for Cook County, da, 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 da. And I said, I'm a librarian. There are thousands of us here for this conference. Well, she, she didn't believe me and she thought I was lying and, you know, kept on. But my roommate was like, why did you tell her you were information broker or da, 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 da? I said, cause she probably wouldn't have understood that anyway. Mm-hmm. And really thinking that if I said I'm a librarian, that would kind of encompass, you know, everything, everything. Mm-hmm. but uh, for whatever reason, she didn't believe me. So, Yeah. <laughs> So funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other memories or other things I want to look back on. Um, it, it's been a full slate of good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've met some dynamic folks. I had a chance to go to Africa. Oh, cool. Several years ago uh, when I was working with Solonet. Um, at the time we were helping um, library consortia established themselves. Um, so I got a chance to go to Mali in Senegal. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very oh God, life-changing, you know, life experience, you know, I don't think I probably would have had the opportunity to go there without, you without know. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. The, um, Working with Solonet, also we helped to establish the HBCU Library Alliance, mm-hmm. where all the HBCU libraries came together to form a consortia, um, which was also a big deal for me at that time. Um, 
being a product of undergrad and a graduate HBCU. So mm-hmm. was really um, excited about helping out with that. I've done consulting projects, um, you name it, building projects, new buildings, design. Um, mm-hmm. So got a, got a nice little bit of experience under the belt and, you know, it, it's, it's been good. It's been good. Cool. Um, you mentioned in that interaction with the young lady um, or that your roommate asked, why didn't you say like information broker or something like that? Um, do you think there will come a time where the word librarian will be phased out in favor of something more appealing or something that doesn't instantly take people's minds to books? I think in a way we already have. When you look at a lot of the job postings out there, they are very specialized titles, you know, access services or community engagement. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a lot of very specific titles, but still that direct um, point back to librarianship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, before the very specialized titles and roles, librarians did that, you know, as a branch manager or as a manager of a division or department, access services, youth services, that's what you did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think that, yeah, a lot of these um, specialized titles mm-hmm. that have come along, eh, I think the trend is, is going to continue. Okay. They may throw a librarian at the end of it, but yeah, more often than not, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Another kind of a interesting story um, was out of town um, talking with some group of folks. And again, you get on that. So, you know, what do you do type of thing? And mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, I'm a librarian. Oh, so you check books out. <laughs> and um, no, not exactly. I said, I used to. Right. You know, but no, I, I, I'm more of a, a library administrator. And the gentleman was like, well, what does that mean exactly? Mm-hmm. And so I told him my title and I said, you know, de- deputy director over a library system. We have six or seven separate locations in our system and I'm an administrator over the system. And he was like, oh, so you manage groups of libraries or a group of libraries. And I said, yeah, but I'm still a librarian. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, yeah, I am. Yeah, I was like, no, you, again, you, you manage that consortium or that group of, of locations and the staff within that. You're not on the front line doing, checking the books out and reference calls and, mm-hmm. And I had to kind of back up and pause and like, "Eh, okay, you you got a point. point. (laughs) So, yeah, but interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, So I know it's been some time since you were in library school, um, but advice is still advice. And while the program 
has changed or the format in which the program is delivered has changed, the core content is still pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so what advice, if any, would you give to someone who is in library school right now? And I'm going to look at it from the standpoint of a black male. Yes. I would say be involved in as many opportunities at the school or at the program as possible. There are internships, externships, um, any opportunity that you have before you where you can kind of see where your skills and talents might best be utilized and where you might best fit into. Um, I've seen colleagues think that they're interested in one avenue or one aspect and they completely get burned out and lose interest and some even leave the field altogether. Mm -hmm. So whatever opportunity is at your disposal, take advantage of it. Talk to placement center or your instructors, professors to see what's out there that you can be involved in. And, and I think that there is a, um, a level of comfort that we'll have to break out of, stretch yourself, your comfort level, your comfort zone. If you have to travel or go somewhere for a while, absolutely do it, do it. Nothing fails you, but a try. Cool. Um, is there anything else that you want to say that we haven't talked about so far? Hmm. Anything else? Um, could be career advice, more anecdotes, literally anything else that we haven't covered so far. I think I'll say for career advice, um, along that same vein of, of being in school and taking advantage of opportunities, even as a professional, if there are opportunities that um, are kind of on the fringe or on the border of, uh, it kind of sounds interesting. Now nah, I'll, I'll just, you know, stay in my lane, get out there, network, um, join committees, um, present, conferences, especially if you have aspirations of, of moving up in the profession, either within your organization or outside, you know, um, the best way to do that is to get out there, mm-hmm. be known, be seen, um, stay up on your game, make sure that, um, you know, your stuff first and foremost, because if not, those opportunities will quickly evaporate. And so make sure you thorough, which, you know, most of the time we do anyway, we, we have to, um, but get out there and um, don't be afraid to make that call to someone you met at a conference and introduce yourself. And if you see them again, try to try to forge those connections and those professional um, relationships it's you gave stats a little earlier there there are a lot of us in this profession but it's really not yeah and especially among african-americans um 
it's a very small pool and we can say, Oh, if I don't know you directly, I know, you know, that what six, seven degrees so, separation yep. is more like maybe one or two. It's right. like, Oh yeah, of course I know so-and-so. And, oh, well, I know so-and-so who then knows so-and-so. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it's a small tight knit community, but, um, yeah, we're, we're still, we're still out here doing good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Those are all my questions. Well, I thank you. Um, when you sent me the email and I read, it, I was like, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> would love, would love to talk about it. You know, again, something different and something, um, you know, added to the feather in the cap. And there you go. If anyone hears it and is inspired, cool. I've done my part for the day. Sounds good. Well, again, thank you for agreeing. Uh, yeah. Like the big boss says, catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip. <laughs> Thanks again for the invite. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. All right. Uh huh. Thank you for listening to our latest episode. If you enjoyed the content featured in today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, and share. For frequent updates about the Clayton County Library System, visit our website at www.claytonpl.org and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ClaytonGalib.